This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. On this special day, Mother's Day, we give thanks for the love and nurturing we have received from our moms, especially our Christian moms. Please stay with us as we talk about how much Jesus loves us and study his special prayer for his followers. In today's message, the Lord's Prayer for Us. Today we're going to study what some have called the real Lord's Prayer. I hope you'll stay with us. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God and Father, we come before your throne of grace today, grateful for so many things. It's Mother's Day, so we thank you for moms, and we thank you for the beauty of the earth and the gift of life, but most of all, we thank you for your faithful love shown to us through Jesus Christ. Amen. Our reading for today is part of a prayer that Jesus prayed 
the day before he was crucified. John 17, beginning at verse 6. Jesus prayed, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you've given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I've given to them, and they have received them. And know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I'm asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I've been glorified in them. And now I'm no longer in the world, and they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except one destined to be lost. But now I'm coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them because they don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. And sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I've sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong, a perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. No tongue can bid me thence When Satan tempts me to despair And tells me of the guilt within Upward I look and see him there Who made an end to all my sin Because the sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on Him and pardon me To look on Him and pardon me Behold Him there, the risen Lamb My perfect spotless righteousness, the great unchangeable I am, the King of glory and of grace. One with himself I cannot die, my soul is purchased by his blood, my life is 
rest on high with Christ my Savior and my God, with Christ my Savior and my God. Dear friends, today is Mother's Day, a time to focus on Mom to think about her and maybe even give thanks for some good memories with her. I have to say I've been blessed with some good ones. I was blessed with a loving, nurturing mother. I never had a moment of doubt that mom loved me. She gave her all in raising me, taking care of me, helping me, encouraging me, guiding me, hugging me, forgiving me when I messed up, loving me no matter what, not to mention seeing to all my physical needs, feeding me and putting clothes on me. I mean, I felt absolutely secure in her love. And she and dad took those promises they made at my baptism seriously. They raised me in the Christian faith, keeping me connected with the church and trusting Jesus. A memory of my mom that comes to mind as I was studying the passage for today was a time when she put me on the train to head off to college. We were at the train station, and I was leaving Livingston, Montana for Minneapolis, Minnesota, and then down to Iowa. That day, it seemed like the other side of the world for Mom and for me as well. I gave her a hug and said goodbye, and while we squeezed one another, I felt her shaking a little bit. I looked into her face and saw she was crying. My heart melted as I saw her tears, and I got a little teary myself. I mean, it was hard for both of us to say goodbye. We had done a lot of life together. I know that as I set off on my new chapter of life, Mom would continue to pray for me and hold me up to God for protection and guidance and blessing. And I know that because Mom loved me. You know, I thank God for her, all she did for me. She graduated to heaven back in 1993 at the young age of 59. But I still miss her. Always will. I share this story with you because I wonder if Jesus might have felt a little bit like mom, a little bit like crying, or if he had to choke back a tear or two as he sat with his disciples in the upper room the night before he went to the cross to complete his salvation mission. Everything was about to change for him and for them. These men had been with him in training for three years, 24-7. They were close. Now he's about to leave them, to return to the Father. He would no longer be present with them, at least in the way they had physically experienced him for three years. And we know Jesus loved them deeply. Now, we don't know if there were tears, but we do know that he prayed for them. And it was a touching, heartfelt prayer. So much so that John, one of the disciples, remembered it and recorded it in his gospel. Some scholars refer to this as the real Lord's Prayer, because the prayer that he had taught them earlier wasn't his to use, because he'd never have to ask for forgiveness, because he was perfect. But in this passage, they heard some wonderful intimate, personal praying. The prayer actually begins at the beginning of John 17. It has three parts. In the opening, Jesus prays for his mission and that God would be glorified in him as he went to the cross. But then he began to pray 
for his disciples. I wonder how they felt as he moved into that time, as they listened to those petitions on their behalf. I can only draw from my own experience when someone is praying for me, in front of me. It feels good. You feel cared about. The truth is, folks, you really don't have to wonder how they felt because, interestingly enough, you're included in his prayer. That's right. He was praying not only for them, but for you and me as well. He eventually got to us in verse 20. I didn't read it for you, but he says, If you're a believer in Christ, listen to this. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. The things that he wanted for them, he wants for you. So let's take a look at the petitions that he gave for them and you. After he told the father of your value to him and their value to him, referring to them as gifts from God, describing what he'd been doing with them and teaching them so far and how far along they had come. He said, now that I'm about to leave them behind in this dangerous world, I'm entrusting them, Father, to your care. Listen to these petitions. First of all, he prayed for our protection. He said, protect them in your name so that they may be one as we are one. That word protect means preserve them. Defend them. Keep them safely. And in your name stands for the power of God manifested in his person, in his character. Keep them close to you. Keep them trusting and believing in you. And Why? So that they may be one. Loving one another and standing together as they face this hostile world in Christ's name. See, he knew he was sending them out into an unaccepting world that would make it hard for them as they served the cause of Christ and brought the good news of God's love that he's been showing in his son. He had set them apart for kingdom work, called them out of the world, and now trained them. And the worst thing that could happen to them is that they would fall away from that community and go back into the world that's hostile to God, or give in to the temptation to quit the mission, or walk away from the faith and be pulled back into the darkness of life apart from God. He knew what we need to be reminded of. We need to live out our faith in the church community. That's what keeps us strong in the faith as we support one another, as we love one another, as he loved us. Keep them together. Keep them in church, basically, Jesus was saying. And also, he knew that the evil one, Satan, would be out there attacking us, seeking to destroy our relationship with God, tempting us to pull us away. And so he said, protect them, Lord, from the evil one. So protection was on the top of our Lord's list as he prayed for us. He prayed for our protection as he sends us into the world to live as kingdom of God people and share the good news of Jesus. Keep them connected, Father, with you. Keep them in your name and keep them connected with one another that they may be one. Not only did he pray for protection, but he also prayed that we might have his joy no matter what life may throw at us. 
uh, he he wanted us to have the joy that comes when we know that we belong to God, that we're forgiven children of God, no matter how badly we may mess up. But we're forgiven children of God because of what Jesus did for us at the cross. And that he's with us and he is for us. It's the joy of looking forward to seeing him face to face in glory someday. Knowing that history is his story. That's joy. Protection, joy. Finally, he prayed for our sanctification. Another word for the word sanctify is holy. Yes, that God would make us holy. He's talking about spiritual growth. Growing closer to God. Exhibiting the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Growing in love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. That word sanctification means to be set apart for a good purpose. He's asking a father to set us apart, work on us, make us different from the world so that we might be useful instruments for him. As we're sanctified, we're put to good use for God's purposes in this world as sent people. And the tool for that to happen, Jesus said, sanctify them in your truth and then said, your word is truth. The word of God, the Bible. Friends in Christ, that's why we need to be in that Bible of ours daily. It's God's truth that builds us up and sets us free from the pitfalls of life without God. It teaches us how life really works best. So, wow, Jesus desires so much goodness for us, protection and joy and sanctification. How does that feel for you? It makes me feel pretty good. And it must have been comforting and encouraging for the disciples as well. question I pose to you is, why do you suppose Jesus prayed for them and for us? We find our clue at the very beginning of this Upper Room episode in chapter 13. Listen to these words. Now, before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. This prayer is Jesus loving them to the end. He prayed for these things for us because he loves us. He really loves you. Even more than a mother can love her child. As hard as that is to imagine. But it's really true. You can bet the farm on that. After all, Jesus went to the cross because he loved us. And he suffered and died a, a cruel and humiliating death to save us from sin and death and separation from God. He died as a sacrifice to pay for our rebellion against God so that we might not perish but have eternal life with God. That we might have the wonderful life he has in mind for us as we trust and follow him. A personal relationship with God. Protection. Love in community, joy and fruitfulness, spiritual growth, eternity with him. All of these he wants us to have. 
And get this, <laughs> he is still praying for you and me. I came across these words from the Apostle Paul in Romans 8. He said, who will bring any charge against God's elect? That's us. It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. So who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. Did you catch that? He's still interceding for us, praying for us with the Father as he sits at the right hand. He speaks on our behalf. And you know what? Nothing can separate us from his love. Paul personally testifies to that based upon his own experiences with Christ. He said, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. My dear friends, I know life can sometimes get hard. Sometimes you suffer. Sometimes you feel alone. This passage encourages you to take heart and to place your trust in what Jesus prayed. Place trust in him. You see, you have someone who wants nothing but the best for you. The eternally best for you. Who has prayed for you and is praying for you. Talking to the Father on your behalf. He loves you. He died and rose for you. And he promises that nothing can snatch you from his hand. The appeal this day then is trust him. Open his word to you and read it and study it daily and let him speak into your life and just watch what happens. He'll change you into someone more and more beautiful. And call out to him in prayer. Asking for these very things that Christ Jesus prayed for you to have. And God loves that kind of prayer. He will answer. And after a while, you will have the ability to say with all your heart, Yes, Jesus loves me. He really does. Amen. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so.
Jesus loves me, he who died, heaven's gate to open wide. He will wash away my sin, let his little child come in. Yes, Jesus loves me. Let's pray. Gracious Holy Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you would continue to answer that prayer that Jesus prayed for us. May we have protection. May we have Jesus' joy. May we be sanctified so that we might more faithfully serve you and bring you glory and honor. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray that when life gets difficult, you'll remember you're not alone. Jesus loves you and wants nothing but the eternal best for you. Place your trust in Him and His promises. Christian Crusaders cares deeply about the spiritual lives of our listeners. If you have a concern for which you desire prayer, please contact us by visiting our webpage and following the Is This For You link. Our board of directors and staff are dedicated to lifting up our listeners to the throne of grace through intercessory prayer. All requests are kept confidential. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit, listener supported ministry dedicated to serving the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship in the church of their choosing and all others who have need to listen. If you receive spiritual benefit from today's program, 
We invite you to help support this ministry with your prayers and financial gifts. All donations to this ministry are considered tax-deductible. If you enjoyed today's program and would like to listen to it again, we invite you to check our website at christiancrusaders.org. You can also request copies of our message by writing us at Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. A gift to help cover production and mailing cost is always appreciated. Again, our mailing address is Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Or you can call us toll free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are happy you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota and radio speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 83rd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.